Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with award-winning jazz vocalist, composer, and educator, Kavita Shaw. She opened up about her new 2023 CD, Cape Verdean Blues, that acts as a tribute to a legendary singer and a love letter to her experience in Cape Verde. She is a lifelong New Yorker of Indian origin that incorporates her ethnographic research on Brazilian, West African, and Indian musical traditions into her original repertoire. We cover some good ground in this interview. Enjoy. It's great to meet you thank you for taking nice a minute to meet you too, Joe. so let's talk before we get into your latest project i want to cover what we lived through for the last three and a half years which has been COVID. how did you survive it and how has it changed you um well i think we're still in it too so let's not say it's something that's over because i'm still hearing a lot of people getting it and it's something that's a real concern especially for me as a singer and i'm on tour a lot and i'm traveling a lot so i'm trying to be very careful. Um, so, you know, it's a reality kind of we're living with. Um, it was a really hard time for performers and for musicians. I mean, I think there's no substitute for live music. We all learned that. And um, uh, is everything okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Okay. Uh, and... Um, and yeah, there's no substitute for live music, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's the thing I think we all learned. Like at first people were like, oh, let's do this online. Let's, um, let's, you know, do online concerts, but it didn't really work. And I don't think anybody liked it. And I felt uh, the few ones that I did, I gave so much energy and usually in a show you give all that energy, but you get something back. Mm -hmm. and there's an exchange that happens and here it would feel like I gave so much energy and then it's gone and it's silent um and that was really difficult so um how did I get through it I don't know I made a lot of music I I I worked on this record a lot I worked on another record that will come out in um in a year year and a half so um I just kind of like kept trucking forward and I'd say it was it was more spurts but it was like I just needed music to get through that period for sure I think a lot of people did so let's hone in on the latest project cape and I want to know how did this project come about and how good does it feel now with things opening up you know venues are opening up artists are releasing material what's this mean yeah, so you you know you were saying what is it what did I learn from that period and I think you just don't take anything for granted, you know? So it just it it feels like I can just go for exactly what I want. It's a lot clearer to me how important it is for me to perform, how important it is to share the music. Um this new release Cape Verdean Blues, we just did a 3-week tour in the US and I'm about to go to Europe and Africa on tour for 2 months. And um, there were a lot of moments where I was just standing on stage like, I can't believe we're back. I can't believe this is happening again. It's it's I haven't done this extensive of a tour since 2019 and um, since right before COVID, basically. And it it feels great, you know, to get to do that again. And also I'm working with musicians from West Africa. So even to be able to, from Cape Verde, 
So to be able to be in the same room as them um, for the pandemic, I didn't even know when I was going to release the album because I didn't know when I could go there, when I could bring them here. Um, so just to be able to make this music and this album, we need to be in the same room in the same place. And that couldn't have happened in the last several years. So I'm grateful also for that. What are you hoping the listener gets from this album? Um, so this album was inspired by Cesaria Evera, who was a legend of world music, um, from, from this small Island nation, Cape Verde of West Africa. And she put Cape Verde on the map of the world. And she had a really authentic way of um, singing and of just being completely herself in the music. And I think that's what touched a lot of people's hearts, including mine. So when I uh, decided to conquer her music and work on this music, um, and I worked with many of her collaborators who who played with her live, um, Oh, sorry, there's my alarm. Um, she, she brought me a lot of solace in her voice. And I, I hope that other people get that from this music. I hope that it brings people comfort and the peace in the way that this music has brought me comfort and peace. Well, and you are definitely doing that with your music. And I'm curious, what is... What is the thing that you like the best about this process and journey of being a professional musician? That's a really broad question, and I don't know how to answer that. Um, I think probably just the interaction with people. So whether that's the interaction with other musicians or the interaction with um, the audience, there's something that Bao, my um, guitarist from Cape Verdean Blues, is the master guitarist from Cape Verde, there's something that he said um, in an interview that really touched me. He said, music is the best way he knows of giving and receiving love. And I have to say that's the same for me. What? So you're, 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 you're touring now. How, how do the crowds feel? What's the energy like? What is it? I know you talked about being grateful to be back there doing it, but what are you receiving from the crowds? Oh, just so much love, so much appreciation. Um, it's been just thrilling. It's been really positive, like lots of standing ovations and encores. And people are happy. People are happy to be hearing music. People feel um, uh, joy, I think, to go out and hear live music and to have that live experience. And uh, and I think the same way I know what I want to do, I think the same way people are not um quiet about how they feel so when they enjoy it they really let you know and that's really nice so as a practitioner of the stage giving joy to people how did that begin for you what was the first live show you saw that made you think wow i want to do that someday um i mean i've been performing and singing since i was very little so i probably don't remember you know the very first one but I would say one pivotal one was when I was living in Brazil, I was 20 years old and I saw Cesaria Evera perform. Um, she, there was a black consciousness music festival in Salvador, the city I was living in a few blocks from my house, open air and just beautiful music, beautiful acts from around the diaspora. And 
Cesaria was there performing and I knew her music a little bit, but seeing her perform live, seeing, um, you know, she was not overly entertaining. She was not smiling. She was barefoot smoking and drinking whiskey. And um, there was just this very powerful authenticity about her. She was not trying to please anybody. She was just really herself. And yet, everybody was captivated, whether it was her band or the audience, like everyone was sort of laser focused on her. And that, um, that really impacted me of like, I, I want to do that, you know, I want to do what she's doing, or I want to understand what she's doing. And one of the beautiful things that you get to do is you get to travel the world and you get to go to all of these different places to perform your music. What's been one of the most surprising beautiful places that you performed at that you just didn't expect that kind of blew you away in terms of the place or the audience I, it could be a venn diagram that meshes together it could be all of it together um i i had a wonderful festival in nairobi kenya um a, a jazz a jazz festival international jazz festival and what really surprised me about it was that the audience was very young so jazz audiences in the U.S. and Europe tend to be much older, tend to be gray-haired, um, or my friends, you know. Um, but uh, but here the audience, I would say, was mostly in their 20s and a little bit in their 30s. And um, there was just this great enthusiasm. Um, and there was a hunger for jazz. So I feel like people were open and willing to absorb anything that we were going to do. And I think seeing that future generations um, being excited about jazz was really exciting for me. I mean, we were like rock stars there. You know, we had a VIP car, we had billboards, um, and the audience was dancing to our music and screaming, and it was 3,000 people. I mean, it was it was so, there was so much enthusiasm and so much energy. And I felt this is a really positive thing for the future of jazz music. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, fans, but you ultimately run the show. What is your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Oh, I think that's way too complex to answer in a, in a short interview. Okay. All right. So why do you love jazz? Um, jazz to me is, is freedom. Um, jazz to me is a place where there's no judgment and you're free to be who you are, to embrace who you are, to express who you are. That's what I found listening to jazz as a child. That's what I found playing jazz as an adult and, and really, especially the, the process of improvisation. It's taught me how to be in the moment and embrace the moment. So there was a fear, I think, over the pandemic that students weren't going to enroll in college. People were fleeing big cities, but it seems as though it's stronger than ever. What's your perception of how jazz and the community is doing now? Well, I mean, the music is very strong. Uh, the industry is very, it's very tough. It's still a very tough time. Um, it's, um, it's definitely in crisis, you know, in terms of the, the whole music industry, not just the jazz industry, because of the digital world and streaming. And, you know, it used to be that you could make your living from selling CDs 
then it used to be touring, which got very difficult during the pandemic. And um, now, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very much in flux. So I think we don't know where it's going to go. There's a bit of a Wild West atmosphere. Um, but the creativity is there, you know, the creativity is there and people are pushing the boundaries and innovating. Um, and it's not just in New York. I think a lot of people left New York in the last 10 years um, to go to different places. So you have these pockets of jazz happening in some unsurprising places in the country, or like I said, in the world. I think that's one very exciting thing about jazz today is you have people studying jazz and playing jazz all over the world. And um, and I think that's going to really bring it forward. So if anyone wants to pick up the latest album, see you live, anything about your world, where's the best place to go? Okay, best place is kavitashahmusic.com, K-A-V-I-T-A-S-H-A-H music.com. You can sign up for my mailing list. You can see the latest tour dates. Um, you can, you know, connect on social media. You can learn more about the music. Um, if people want to hear the album Cape Verdean Blues, they can find it on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, if they want a physical copy of the CD or the vinyl, they can get it on Bandcamp, um, kavitashah.bandcamp.com. And, um, and I'm also on Instagram, at Kanta Kavita. Kavita, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck with the touring. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and singers in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Kativa for her time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.